Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Welcome lovers of 90s pop singers who sound like five-year-old girls and those who desire to send Bjork acid-spraying mail bombs, R.I.P. Ricardo Lopez. This is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Allpike and joining me are my fellow honorary Icelanders, Jonathan Astro and AJ. AJ, how's your mental state? It's, uh... <laughs> it's crashing. It's crashing and burning. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So first time you saw this movie? Was a lot. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know. Actually, last week might have been worse. Really? Do you think breaking the waves was was worse? I think so. Okay. No, I don't know. I think I think this one's worse because I I like the character Selma okay. more than I do Bess. So. Is it okay? We can get into this later. But is that? Do you think Bess is a bit of a slut? Well, no, that that's that's the part of her personality I like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on for that very quickly. Dancer in the Dark, 2000, uh, 22 years old, terrifying uh, time moving quickly. So uh, this movie is the final in, in the Golden Heart trilogy from Lars von Trier. Um, how's, the, how's the trilogy, how have you handled the trilogy? The trilogy's been a lot. <laughs> Has it been a, a nice um, a dalliance? Has it? It's been heavy. It's been heavy. It's been yeah, heavy. it's been heavy. It's been heavy. It's been a heavy time. But imagine if you were like, if you were so, just listening and you were like, "Jeez, man, when are you guys going to do hard bodies?" Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm thinking that, and I'm part of this. I know. I know. Yeah. Look, it's just you know, it, I don't make the rules. So. <laughs> Well, I feel like I just want to know quickly how you watched it, you know, alone, probably. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is not one. This is two hours. Um, yeah. I don't think it's one you can convince people to watch without a lot of cajoling. You'd need to, mm. you'd need to really twist their arm. You have to. Okay. You know, we're gonna have to. We're gonna watch this movie. You have to do a lot. Bj's all week. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, um, I'd be giving a lot of good BJ's. So, uh, <laughs> I got little games I play. I just start dreaming. And the machines—they make this rhythm. Clatter, crash, crack. Rocket, bam, sound. Rattle, clang, crack, The state will show. That the defendant is not only a fundamentally selfish individual who cynically hides behind a handicap. What secret could you tell me? Black night has also perpetrated the most callous, well-planned homicide in recent memory. just have to save up money, you know. In America, they can give Gene an operation. 
my whole life. But he is his mother, you know, I swear. You don't understand. He needs his eyes. He needs his All right, now I want to knock off this synopsis because there's a lot to talk about and I think we're just going to get we're going to get lost real quick. So, it's fairly straightforward though. So, the story is set in 1964 in leafy green Washington state and follows Czech immigrant Selma played by Bjork. Uh, she moved to the states uh, a little while ago along with her son Jean. Uh, her setup's not ideal. She works at a lo- local factory and rents a trailer home from a local policeman, played by David Morse, we'll get to him later, and his well-to-do wife. Uh, life's made a little less grueling uh, by her good friend and co-worker, uh, Catherine. Or is it Kathy? It is Kathy. One sec. Let me just check. Kathy. Okay, all right. Uh, Kathy, uh, played by Catherine Deneuve. Uh, the sweet courtship from uh, the very shy Jeff, played by Peter Stamare, is also, um, you know, a, a little spark in her life. And, of course, her love of musicals. So she's also starring in a community production of The Sound of Music as Maria, along with uh, Kathy in the production. So anyway, Selma is unfortunately losing, losing her sight very rapidly and is working overtime to save enough money to pay for an operation, not for her, but for her son. Uh, Gene, who must be operated on before he turns 13, or he will—he too will lose his sight. So her situation's pretty dire, uh, and so she retreats into an internal little world periodically, uh, which is in her own musical involving the people in her life. So her landlord, Bill, uh, that's the local cop, David Morse, uh, confesses to her that his wife is sp- uh, his wife's spending has sort of put him in a precarious position, and the bank is going to foreclose. So he asks Selma, of all people, for a loan, adding that he's even contemplated suicide. And Selma politely refuses, and um, this seems to put the matter to bed. But then, knowing that she's essentially blind, he one night he pretends to leave her apartment and thus sees where she hides her money, a little tin. So Selma's failing eyesight causes her to break a machine at work, and she gets fired. She returns home and discovers that her money's been stolen from the tin, so where she keeps it. And she goes to confront Bill about the money and discovers that he's told his wife that she, that Selma, she, tried to seduce him for his money. Um, delicious lies. Uh, uh, Selma uh, begs Bill for the money, but he refuses, pulling a gun on her. In a struggle over the money, Bill is shot, and knowing that his life is pretty much over as he knows it, uh, he begs Selma to kill him which she does agonizingly, shooting him in random places and finally crushing his skull with a metal safety deposit box. Selma then uh, takes the money and flees. She gets a ride home from the very shy uh, and kind Jeff, who has no idea what she's been up to. He drives her to a clearing and she tells him not to follow and to wait right there. She walks through a forest to a medical facility and pays in advance, pays a doctor in advance for her son Jean's eye operation. And that's Udo Kier, who we saw last week in... Uh, breaking the waves she returns to jeff uh still and who's still unaware of the murder and he drives her uh, to her musical rehearsal where she is apprehended by the police shortly after now we're moving a bit quicker there's a trial uh, but the facts don't look good she's basically painted as an ungrateful communist who is lying about uh, being blind to get sympathy 
And Selma doesn't rat out Bill or anyone else and, and keeps her personal reasoning for wh- what she did quiet, wanting um, nothing to get in the way of her, her son Jean's operation. So it's pretty open and shut, and she's sentenced to death. And in prison, uh, Jeff and Kathy, her friends, rally after they discover Selma's reasons. And they hire a hotshot lawyer who's going to reopen the case and present new facts. The only catch being that his fee is going to be the money that Selma gave to the eye clinic for the operation. And Selma refuses and is then transferred to death row. She's taken to the gallows and breaks down, but is calmed when Kathy appears and tells her that Gene has gotten his operation and now will see his grandchildren. Selma sings the final song in haunting a cappella before the lever is pulled and she is hung before the final verse. And that's the end of the movie, AJ. <laughs> AJ, did you see that ending coming? Um, yeah. You did. You knew <laughs> but, but I, <laughs> he was a man of conviction. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be more fucked up earlier. I right. thought she was going to lose hands and shit in the machine. Yes, yes. And mm. Yes. I thought that. Or, and she was going to get raped by Jeff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all on the cards. Yeah. It's all yeah. on the cards, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it didn't happen. It's it's always, you're, you're always on the edge of thinking, holy fuck, she's going to lose a hand in that machine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, just, I suppose we'll start big. Well, I want to know... Out of the three movies, which one hit you hit you hardest, or which one did you like the most? I think those are two different questions. Yes, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah, so so so, which one did you like the most, and which yeah. one hit you hit you the hardest? I think I like this the most. Mm-hmm. I think last week hit me hardest. Okay. Yeah, this this, this is tricky. Like, Dance in the Dark is obviously amazing, and and I'm a Bjork fan, so you know I love I love her music and and what she's done, but it just hurts me so much. You know, it's like. I don't know. I have to say, I I don't like the film because of that. Um, mm. But I I don't know. I think I enjoyed the idiots the most, just because it was kind of funny. So stiffies, stoppers, stiffies, stoppers, stiffy. So I, you know, yes. But I I don't know. I mean, this this is a really tough watch, and I've seen it once before, mm. and and I remember back then it was it was hard. So I made some big claims to Katie. I watched this movie last night. It's so funny because this is, it's it's long. So I, I I put it on and I was like I, still, I was sort of a bit like oh I got to get it knocked off. You know like we we're doing this so we got that's how it is sometimes you got I got to get yeah. it knocked off. And I started doing that and it was rolling off and I was like oh yeah yeah. And the the genius of the movie is that I don't think you can escape. I think it's a tractor beam. I think that the it just it you can you can be doing you could be doing anything you want ironing whatever like for the first hour um it doesn't matter i think it's going to get you in the end because once it ramps up um it's got you and it got me real good and um it was it was worse than the idiots so i was a wreck Mm. with the idiots um and this uh, again 20 years of um contemplation and uh, burdensome toil has changed changed me <laughs> and um so i this this hit me like an absolute sledgehammer and and i i was at the cliff i didn't think i was i was going to be okay for a while <laughs> like like i i i, I t- went into katie and i said i need to have a shower i said i, I said i was crying i said i was crying so much i need to have a shower <laughs> and um i was just such a wreck and and then I was really angry as well because I, 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 you know, I just went. It just got me really, you know. We'll talk about the story in a second, but it, I just got really um, frustrated about 
uh, our country and what we make here and how we treat people like Lars von Trier and how we wouldn't we would never let anyone like him live here mm. we wouldn't let him we would choke the goddamn life out of him and <laughs> Uh, and make sure he never dared ever to think about a story like this. And we'd say, how dare you? How dare you? You know, go back and make the Flying Doctors. Make fucking <laughs> Blue Healers dog. and whatever. Fucking, fucking Red Dog. Red Dog 2. If you're from overseas and you're listening to this, just Google Australian movies. And if you've got access to them, press delete. <laughs> no good no good so anyway i was just really angry and I, so i said mate i made claims i threatened violence to people who who were going i said i said if you if i met someone who like you know sort of really came at this movie i think i might have to fight them <laughs> well there's a lot of there's a lot of hate for this movie a lot of people don't like this movie yeah but is that contemporary or back in the day? Because it's 20 years now. Well, I think mm. most of the hate I've read is back in the day. Mm. I'd be interested to know what, what people think because I read some of those reviews you sent and I was like, hmm, yes, the, the, uh, this heat would have died down. Like you can't experience what we've experienced in, in <laughs> the moving image and, <laughs> and come out against this movie. You can't. Like I'd just be like, come on. I'd be like, you, you are... This is golden age, man. Like you know. Well, a lot of people don't like her, right? That's true. Is that true? No, well, a lot of yeah. people can't. Uh, yeah, can't. Like, don't get her. Don't just yeah, don't get her, and and don't don't get the voice. Her she, dismiss her. Yeah, she's got a very unique uh, affection to her mm. to her speech. You know what? The question I wrote down here was, what the fuck is Bjork's accent? Where <laughs> where, where did she learn English? EastEnders. <laughs> Sweeney, <laughs> you know, like I don't understand why she's like she, you know, normally, um, like uh, people who come from sort of Scandinavian countries, they've got a certain I've never heard anyone speak with that accent that she speaks. Mm. She, she's like, well, she's from there's, Iceland, there's, yeah, but there's cockney twangs in there, yeah, now. and it's going in and out. She spent she spent a long time in the UK, a long time in the UK. Well, she hung out with, with some, um. Yeah, so some townies. Yeah, she she did. She wasn't not in in Kent, Essex. Yeah, yeah that's right. Speaking the the kings, but this but this happens you know. to Australians that that go over either to to the mm. UK or or the US. Happened to my wife. A lot of them they they lose their Australian accent and they gain another one, and that's strange because it doesn't happen to a lot of Americans. They they keep their accent. Yeah, they do. They do. Um. Yeah, my wife lived over in the UK for not that long, really. And when I went to visit her, this was when this was when we were courting or just before, she she'd just taken it on like like yep. full UK. It was really she should be embarrassed, really. It was, <laughs> it's That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, she, I feel like we should talk about. I mean, there's there's amazing music in this, so. Mm. You know, we got to talk about the music, surely. Like, like uh, I mean, it starts with this, this overture, like um, as musicals do, or, or rather, just doesn't have to be musicals because it just just epic movies start with overtures. Like, yeah. like, like Doctor Zhivago uh, has a, has an overture, and um, all those David Lean movies have overtures, and West Side Story has one as well. Two thousand one. So yeah, and it begins with with with. Um, I don't know, really sort of dirty painting that sort of changes over, over time. 
And you sent uh, a link and you wondered if, if it was trying to look like the Shroud of Turin. Yes, yeah. Which is, yeah, when I first saw it, uh, I, I don't remember the opening from, from when I saw it back in the day, but uh, as soon as I saw it, I went, oh, wow, that looks like the Shroud of Turin, which, if you don't know what that is, it's uh, sort of this ancient cloth that has these weird markings on it, but also sort of have the face of what they say is Jesus. Yeah, it's and allegedly where Jesus wa- washed his face. Yeah, no, well, it's allegedly what he was wrapped in when when he was buried or something, or when they were cleaning him up for burial. And, right. um, and yeah, so there's been debate for, you know, hundreds of years about if it's legitimate and scientists have got involved and doing tests on it and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I just thought, could be something in that. That would be great if it was, because I mean that's why it was not. That's that's all related. But just the swelling, beautiful yeah, music, big, mm. big brass, big, big. brass. Yeah. Just makes you sore. You know, you just go, whoa, mm. this is great. How could you not be won over? Forty minutes, I think. Forty mm, minutes. Yeah. That's 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 like a horror movie. It's like the or something like the first kill or whatever. Kill. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. we get the little pre-credits <laughs> bit of blood or the scare, and then yeah. we've got to wait forty minutes before mm. something happens. So, what do you think? That's, I mean, that's just how I, I guess it panned out story-wise. But I think, in a way, that's that's an interesting marketing move. Like you've. you've you're telling everyone it's a musical Bjork's in it and then you're sitting there going well, when the fuck is she going to sing you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well technically she sings in the in the, the, re- in well, the she rehearsal does. scene yeah. so she's in that's I guess that scene is it's it's so wonderful you've you've got um, this this amateur drama rehearsal <laughs> with Catherine Deneuve and Bjork. Yes. And Bjork singing and her, and her, um, uh, you know, uh, these are a few of my favorite things or whatever, um, from, uh, Sound of Music is wonderful. Mm. Like, and then one of the guys says, uh, I, you know, he says to the director, I, I think she sings funny and her dancing's not very good. And <laughs> it's just, it's, it's quite a good little joke, actually. Mm. That's right, them raising a lantern to it. It's yeah. saying, because you just said there are some people there who, who say she sings funny and it's like he's saying, and th- that's brilliant. That's a, actually a very mm. brilliant way of getting people on board because you're like, oh, yeah, she does sing funny. It's amazing. Other people can sing. Wake up her kettles and her wool and mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. Some of my favorite things. Let me talk out here for a minute. She's fantastic. What are you talking about? I think she sings funny. 
Oh, and her dancing's not all that great either. So you hear her sing there, and I just wanted to play you a little bit. So I don't have any many clips tonight, but I wanted to uh, play you this because Catherine Deneuve, her work in this in this scene is is exemplary. Yeah, but I had the kettle by then because she didn't take the kettle, so I was stuck. You want me to take the kettle? No, I don't. I just want Kathy to put it over here. This is, you know. You say these words, and then boom, you just put your hands out, and there they are. They're there. These are a few of my favorite Please don't drop the props, Kathy. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you putting it on her head, though? I'm a little confused. I don't know. It was uh, because she's not going to pick it up. You know, it kind okay. of looks like you're trying to put a hat on her head or something. <laughs> what, what a sport. <laughs> what a sport. She's totally playing the foil in that scene. This is an incredible <laughs> actress, you know, been in, been in the most amazing moves ever. And she's just being uh, bossed around by this 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 know-nothing director. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, like, you know, like all the stuff she's saying is actually so on point. Like it's that's the sort of shitty conversations you have when you're doing <laughs> community theater it's like why are you putting her head and say well i don't know <laughs> I, just <laughs> thought, <laughs> I just thought you know well like, it's so good so good so i think that i, I just love that scene <laughs> and it is a nice and playful yeah. upbeat for yeah, the it, movie <laughs> well it is i think maybe that wins you over mm. uh well it certainly wins me over. like yeah know, I, I am aware that people don't like smoke and that people would that that <laughs> You know, they'd very quickly be like, "What?" <laughs> yes. Well, she, Bjork. You know, even from that outset, you kind of see how how childlike she is, and um, yeah, I guess that she lives in her own fantasy land of 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 musicals, and but she's very sweet. You know, I think I think you won over by by her character pretty quickly, um, unless uh, unless you're not and you're one of those haters. Um, well, my mum hated it. She, I remember really? her watching it in the movies and then coming home, she was like, oh, my God. She's like, that woman, <laughs> strangle her. So, yeah, it was because, you know, was, we were at the video store and we, we loved it and we would just tell everyone to watch it and they'd just be like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you guys? And uh, <laughs> But my mum would watch it and she just said, no, thank you. And so her criticism was, it's that old question of, you could say it about all three heroines, you'd say, are they stooges or are they saints? It yeah. hinges on what you think, you know. But I think, that, you know, he says, he says, this is coming from him, so keep this in mind. He says, uh, I was inspired by a book for children I had when I was a child called The Gold Heart about a little girl who went into the, out into the forest and gave away all she had to starving animals. I found this giving away thing quite interesting. I started breaking the waves with the tricky combinations of religious and sex, religion and sex, sorry and was experimenting with them like you would in any chemistry set. I combined melodrama uh, and musical in Dancer and on The Idiots, the combination was men- was the mentally handicapped and penetration. So <laughs> forget that last bit. No, that was yeah. just for you. That was just for you guys. But, but, the, but, the, uh, but it hinges on what you think of this. You know, the gold heart, a little girl who went out into the forest and gave away all she had to starving, an- uh, uh, to starving animals. So, mm. I mean, that that doesn't wash. That did, certainly didn't wash with my mum's second wave feminism. She was just like, fuck that. Like, this chick's getting, you know, um, done over by everyone. Mm. Like, she's not standing up for herself. 
at any point. Um, so yeah, and not helping herself out, and not helping herself out. And it reminds me of another a classic film. Um, if if you haven't seen the old one, you might have seen the remake, Mr. Deeds. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Deeds, he does the same thing. He goes on the stand and he goes he goes silent for you know and won't 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 um, sort of besmirch himself. And 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 so I think if you can't stand that, if you're like one of these sort of get up and go people, you'd be like, fucking hell, why can't she just? Yeah, but her situation that that would be the experience of a lot of immigrants, and particularly single mother immigrants as well mm. at that time in like 1964. 1964. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck's she going to do? She probably doesn't has have a very good education. Plus, her eyesight is. Uh, you know, fast deteriorating. And no shit, she said communism was better. She, she, she's come from a place where, although it's, it's you know, there's dreadful stuff, like, you know, I think they, they, they probably make sure you wouldn't starve and stuff. Like, you probably have a baseline of, like, she's her situation is terrible. Yeah. Like, you know, there'd be still a little bit of corruption over there, but um, I could understand where she's coming from. I'm not a did, did, Didn't a lot of communists starve? I mean, they did in, in Maoist China. Yeah, but I, I I don't know. Like I can see where she's coming from. Like you know, like no, it's like everyone's got not much, as opposed to some, like some people having nothing. Yeah, mm. you know, like in America, yeah, you you're at the top or at the bottom, and it's <laughs> and your fault if you're at the bottom, <laughs> and it's your fault. And get out of my way. Yeah, you can go to hell. <laughs> so. But what? But she is strong though when she's talking about the money, and she's not going to loan him the money. She's mm. going to go and ask for it back, even when um, his wife kicked her out and said you came onto him. She mm. still goes upstairs. Yeah, she the money. She's driven to get that shit done. Yeah. Mm. She is very stern on the the not loaning the money. Mm. You know? Well, I think that um, look. It depends what you think of her again. What you think of her sacrifice? I think I think I. It struck me as because you know you sent a message and you're right, that, uh, AJ, that it's the film is grim. Oh, it was forty minutes. You're in. forty minutes in, so <laughs> it only got worse from there. By the way, <laughs> however, I would argue it's it's. I had such an experience on this film. I recommend everyone watch this movie if 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 you're in a place where you know you've got your life together a bit. I think you should watch it because I feel like this is what's been missing from my life. I feel like I have kept these movies away, pushed them away for the reasons that you said, Ricky. You know, you go, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to feel that. Mm. But that's not very healthy, is it? Like, because the, the, the cinema was, I feel like, was created almost to service the, these feelings in, in a way. And, and I felt, although I was, I was distraught, I was I felt quite good today, you know. Um I'd been through an experience uh and and I thought what her sacrifice at the end in the end was was absolutely beautiful and uh and she was right. Like it was uh, it, it was just it was it's it's dreadful and devastating and she gets sort of pushed around and and there's something stoical about the way she won't it's all the stuff she doesn't do. And everyone goes, oh, stand up for yourself. And you go, well, wait a minute. Like, from a Buddhist perspective, what she did was actually quite, um, uh, was fine. Like, she she refused to, to engage in idle speech, in gossip, or tearing people down, or ratting on people. 
Yeah. She didn't rat on she didn't rat on Bill. She let his wife go thinking that he was an honorable man that got killed by her. That's not true. He was not an honorable man. No. So that would have been the truth but worse. I feel like um her yeah, that that's the thing. Like, you know, if you if you just manfully accept people's barbs and and, you know, go along, that you know, I mean, I know it's tough in real life, but certainly on screen, it's 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 so beautiful. Like I was like, wow, like she has more integrity than anyone. Definitely. And she was very strict on herself, like and mm. strict on her son and like that she wouldn't date Jeff, even though she might have liked him. Mm. I can't have a boyfriend at the moment. So she was never thinking about herself. Too busy putting those pins in the, the cards. That's that's right. Just getting that money. Just getting that cash. <laughs> She's working overtime for that money. Mm. Yeah. What what an awful job. Literally. So so she has to she gets a, a like a, a case full of pins and she's got to put them in in their little I guess I guess they'd be cardboard covers. Mm. Yeah, to to then be sold in a shop think, or something. Yeah, hairpins, yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. It's a total waste of human resources. Mm. You know, yeah. like it's the sort of thing you yeah, just Well, yeah. robots do that shit now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just drudgery, you know. Mm. Yeah. But uh back, back to the music perhaps. Uh, what did what did what was songs that you liked? Oh, um, I like the uh the the one. Is it called? It's a musical. Is that what it's called? She's doing her sort of onomatopoeia. She's mm. going like, I don't even know what she's saying, actually. She's going like, clatter, bash, bong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. That's because you can, one, if you've ever worked in a job like that, that's yes. like, I could totally um, imagine escaping. A Just struggle any factory. To, yeah. Any way to get through. Oh, I also like the song I've Seen It All, which is, uh, she sings that on, on sort of the train tracks with, uh, with is it Jeff? Yeah. 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 Uh, Oscar nominated. Yes. It's, mm. it's great. And the album version, I think, has Tom York singing the part that, uh, that Jeff sings. I've seen a man killed by his best friend and lives that were before they were spent I've seen what I want 
I feel like the album is because the album is different for for obvious reasons. Um, you know, because part of the joy, like some of the singers in the movie, aren't that well. They're not that good. That's no. fair enough to say, right? They're just they're non singers. Yeah, which mm. which is fucking amazing. Like that's for the movie. That's perfect that they're non singers. Yeah, mm. and they're singing in and like that's too brilliant. I can't even fit it in my head. But <laughs> but to listen to it outside the movie, that would be tough. Well, they they released the album before the film. As sort of a oh. as sort of a promotional thing. Oh, that's clever. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but so. I feel like the I can't. But all my favorite stuff you can't really hear. Like um, I the 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 the, the song where she get um where Bill is reanimated and they dance together. Mm. Yeah, uh, and and Jean sings. You know, you just did what you had to do. Over and over again. Beautiful. Yeah, like mm. and I don't think that's on the album. I think it is. Yeah, is, is that called Scatterheart? Scatterheart, maybe, but I couldn't hear Gene. I couldn't hear him oh. doing. No, that I think bit. I think all of the other singers, apart from Bjork, have been replaced. I think. Oh, okay. And, and that, some some of the lyrics have been changed too because they didn't want they didn't want to give away the story. In, sure. Ah, oh, right. In the album, so that is clever. Yeah, well, I love that song, and um, I, I feel like the 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 because the the, mu- the musical scenes are shot with a hundred stationary cameras. So he's handheld for the rest of the movie. And then for the, he thought to go against that, he's going to lock the camera down just to objects. And then he's going to cut, try to do He tried to do it live. Didn't quite work out. So it ends up being a bunch of static and it is weird and mm. interesting. It, it, and it looks like CCTV footage. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it is, and it's, and it, and it's unnatural. And if you don't know what you're looking at, it, you, you know, you just sort of feel it, I guess. Um, but he's not 100 percent happy with it. But it, it's, it's interesting at least. Yeah. Um, well, I think he said he, he could have done with a thousand cameras. <laughs> Imagine editing that. Well, it, or, it already gave. I think one day's shooting gave him 68 hours yeah, of footage. Three months to, what? to three months to to ingest all the footage and. Yep. And get it ready. So before you can edit frame one, three months. Yeah, it's crazy. You know. Oh. So that's what that's yeah. who we're dealing. Well, there's with sort here. of two 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 different approaches. I mean, you could, you know, you could plan out every scene, and and shoot it the way sort of you want it and plan it out. Then you'd have less to do in post, or you set mm. up a hundred cameras and just let them roll to capture everything from all these different angles. And th- but then you've got the nightmare of of months and months and months of decision of as well yeah mm. but he's he's all about what i've discovered over this cycle is he's all about manifestos and obstructions and there's a great film he did called the five obstructions which eventually we're going to watch we have to watch it he he gets a filmmaker he he loves who's one of his mentors to remake a film that he made Years ago, and he gives him he von Trier gives him these obstructions and says you have to shoot it here. You have to do. You can only have use three words or whatever. You can only do have one second cuts. And so he gives him. He sets himself obstructions. He, he's got a, a. He's constantly fighting his 
his urge to control, he says. He wants to control everything. Mm. And so in order to do that, he, he, he makes all these creative decisions to fight against that. And to, wow. Because his first few films were very completely storyboarded very man like mannered and just like you know as you'd expect and then he's just created this thing and said no that's i I need to go against that and that's why we get the handheld we get the mistakes we get he's trying to create alchemy Mm. so he's doing he's experimenting and and he said also that he he ultimately he want his wishes he wanted i don't know whether he's achieved it or not but he wanted to move the art form forward to try new things (laughs) (laughs) not a fan aj no 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 not of i'm just meaning how film has gone in general of course of course not because of him (laughs) harsh Harsh. he's he's given it all up for for this and you just go too bad you danish douchebag (laughs) (laughs) i mean good on him i blew it (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i mean good on him but i know what you mean that's not where we're at at Marvel. No, it's not 17. where we're at. No, <laughs> yeah. it's not because that's the thing. Like this, I, I go every fucking week. I say the same shit. Like it, it, twenty years ago, you could watch this movie at the cinema, and yeah, you could still go and see fucking Independence Day or whatever. Mm. But you could watch this as well. And the, now this, you can't make this, and it's just not a thing. And Netflix would have their would hooks all over it, and they'd just be like, "You're not allowed to do that," you know. They would. They wouldn't. You know. You've got to be the biggest filmmaker. You've got to be making films for six decades. Like even Martin Scorsese, they get him and they bust his balls. You know what I mean? They bust his balls about about A, B, and C. And he's like, so if you're not Martin Scorsese, who's just like an absolute legend, then what are you going to do? Yeah. So you know what I mean. So this is how we're going to get Dancer in the Dark. Like, mm. like I mean, there's so much in this movie that's just beyond the pale. Like, it. Starts with the ending, and I think we gotta, before we get too far. I mean, it's already right into it. The ending of this movie is 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 legendary. It it is up there with the greatest endings I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. Like Usual Suspects or Seven or you know, you just think of Fight Club. You just think of those endings of all time. Or Kay getting the door shut on, on her and Godfather. The greatest, one of the greatest endings you're ever going to see is, is, and it's beautifully set up. She says, I ha- earlier in the film, she says, I hate the last song. Mm. Yeah. I can't stand it. I wish it would just end. If, 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 if we could just end before the last song, then, then it, everything could go on forever. Mm. You know what I mean? And that is a setup. And the payoff is, is her singing in the most beautiful a cappella, her song. And if you can, if you're not moved by her singing in that, in in in, in that space, that yeah. huge space where she, in the gallows where she's going, and her voice just just going around there, and then Kathy coming up and saying to her because she's breaking down, and she says, "You were right, you know," and I can't even repeat what she says actually because I'll probably cry. Um, but then singing the last lines and then just bang, getting hung mid mid sentence.
It's just that that is the stuff. Now, David Fincher talks about this on Seven because people said to him, oh, don't, 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 don't do that ending. Don't do that ending. Just have him, just have, have, um, you know, Gwyneth, she's alive and I don't know, like they send him to jail. They send him to mm. jail. And then he's like, do you understand if we do that, this movie's nothing. He's like, if we, if, if we do what's in the script, Mm. This movie is the head in the box movie And it's going to be a head in the box movie forever And it's going to be legendary And it is And he was 100% right And anyone who suggested otherwise They were wrong 100% wrong And that's it And so here's another case Where the first thing they would come for Is this ending That's mm. the first thing they would come for They'd, I, I, th- I, would, I would put endings on That would be You know I think it's essentially What we're talking about is final cut So mm. I don't even know if you, that's a term now, what even people ever use, but, you know, there was a thing, mythical thing called <laughs> Final Cut at one point, and Orson Welles had it on, on Citizen Kane. The idea is that you get its contract signed that says, I've got Final Cut. Mm. And so what you can do is you can say, she gets hung mid-sentence, and that's how it happens. And then the cowards come in. The cowards and the focus groups come in, and they say, oh, can't she at least finish the song? And then you go, oh, okay. And then you go, and then it'll be, can't she, can't she just not get hung, and finish the song, and and then can she get, then can she go and go and marry Jeff? And it's not a musical. And it's not a musical. <laughs> yeah. and hang on, Bjork's just, not in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, how how married are you to having Bjork in this in this film? And Lady Gaga's <laughs> in it. Right. Lady Gaga's in it. It's Lady Gaga. It's not Bjork. Okay. And Poker she face. lives in a house. She doesn't live in a trailer. No, no, no. And <laughs> it's set now. <laughs> yeah. And it's set now. It's set in it's set in the year two thousand. It's not set in nineteen sixty four. No one cares about that. What is even that? No, no. And what and there's no Scandinavian people yeah. in this. Let's have J Lo. Yes. She would have been in it back then. Yes. Actually. She would have. So anyway, I've taken over, but I just I was I was just a mess, man. Like that ending was just like whew. Oh man, I was like, I was just a, such a wreck. Come on, Ricky, tell me you cried. Come on, I did, I did. Yeah, I was. I cried for I think five minutes. <laughs> I I didn't cry Full. that long, but I did cry. What ninety seconds? I, I didn't time it. This was long. I was just, and then I went out and it started again. That's how bad it was. Like oh. I couldn't, I just couldn't stop it. Like couldn't, it was just like, hold it. I just thought, but the thing is. It's because it's not because it's sad. It is sad, but it's beautiful. That's that's mm. the thing is it's beautiful. What she did was beautiful. And yeah, so I just think that was good in that, you know. I, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Moving yeah, on. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you think like last week we saw what's his name get better? Do you think we needed to see the kid? Oh, it hit, hit me more. Let not seen. see him. Yeah. Because it was real. Like, it was like she wouldn't have been able to see him. Yeah. Like, so um, it would have been a shot of him on his bike and he would throw his glasses off or something. 
But then again, Montreal, I could see him doing that though. Yeah. The bells, there were bells at the end they of were. breaking the waves. Mm. Yeah. So he could maybe do that, but And I was kind of shocked when I did see him last week. I was like, "Fuck, man, that's a bummer." Mm. But it, yeah, it would have been different in this. Mm. I can see I why. I just think I think that th- this is the sort of movie that scares people to their very core. This this is it's not um, horror movies. It's not you know gangster movies. This is the this we found it. Like this is mm. the the movie, the type of movie that people are terrified of because you can't walk away and not and be disengaged. You can't. You have to think about big stuff. Well, mm. you know our our own David Stratton. Gave this zero stars, and he says it's his favorite horror movie. Oh yeah. wow! But I could see that. Like, like it is a horror movie though, because the and this is my only criticism of the film, is that well, it's either a criticism or a plus. So I don't know if it, what you guys think. What do you guys think? Sometimes the characters and the dialogue are very they're very direct in their aims. So uh, you know, I can't say that there are a couple of two dimensional characters. Maybe the lawyer from House of Cards, <laughs> the House of Cards lawyer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he was just out to get her from start from where to go, but but you know, I feel like sometimes the dialogue is so so direct, like people are just saying straight up, like you know, what we need them to say or mm. whatever, like you know. But then again, people are nice to her and villainous to her. The same people, you know what I mean? Like the factory owner Jean Marc Bar, he fires her, but he's really nice to her. Yeah. And he says that he'll get her back on and Yeah. Yeah. He likes her. Yeah. She's much more likable than last week. The horrible the, the things that make it a horror movie are things like that. Like I I, I feel like because people always say, you know, it's not that it's not someone getting their head cut off that's the horror. It's it's the shot of the syringe going in the in the mm. in the arm. So in this movie it's the awkward stuff, like getting like being happy and then getting fired you know yeah. or everything that bill says definitely 100 is so gross yeah like like what what if what if aj was like oh you know just can i just borrow some money just borrow some money and then you go no no and then i go i just keep persistent like <laughs> you know and then <laughs> i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna i've thought about killing <laughs> yeah. myself and and and, and, she, and when she's like, she knows that he's kind of still there. Well, she thinks that he might be. Yes, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Mm. That's that's when he's and awkwardly he's just, there, just standing, standing really yeah. silently. Yeah. I think I found a solution to my problem. That makes me really happy. It's nothing special. But I've made up my mind. I'm going to tell Linda and... Uh, I mean, after all, she loves me, and we'll just work it out together. That sounds like a really good idea, Bill. I'm sorry, I'll let you get to bed. Yes, I'm kind of tired. Thanks, Bill. Good night, Summer. Good night, Bill. Bill? There's, it's just filled with so many awkward things, or, or even the lawyer saying to her, the second lawyer saying, mm. you know, he no, he says to her, he's like, 
uh, you're gonna have to pay me. You're gonna have yeah. to pay me. Like, yeah. like, like he's so happy about. That's an example yeah. of the dialogue being mm. so direct. Like, mm. you know, because you see it coming, you're like, oh no. And then he's like, yeah, I received a package two thousand. <laughs> yeah. In an envelope. In an envelope. And you just go, fuck. How, that, yeah. I had a problem up. with that. Like, how did they get the money from the doctor, from the hospital? But they got mm. it because 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 Jeff went, went he he ratted on it, mm-hmm. and then the doctor would have gone, oh yes yes, and then ratted ratted her out. So, mm. um, well look, I look, we could, we just got to do keeper or creeper quickly because you know, <laughs> we'll be here all the night. Talents endless, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here all night. So, uh, all right now quickly, Peter Samare as Jeff. Jeff is Summer's co-worker, just for people. All right, he's tall. He is. Peter Samara is tall, eh? So th- that's something. Um, speaks with a bit of a Swedish lilt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, but it is what it is. Um, he's sort of old-fashioned in terms of courtship, so you know, that's doesn't, true. You know, but it is sixty-four. Mm. He just turns up a lot. He's always there. Mm. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Yeah, because he can't say you up. You know, he can't yeah, send you the, yeah, he can't the text. text he can't no. text you. He can't get on Tinder. So he's got to go just turn. He's got literally, he's doing what he's got, which is, <laughs> I mean, he's done that much cash by the looks of it, but he's doing, again, without Tinder and whatever, he's just like, do you want to lift home? He's got like, a truck. Got some flowers. I've got a <laughs> yeah. truck. Like, that's all he's got. Like, that's how it was back in the day. Mm. But he's persistent. He'll be there every day, every shift, mm. waiting for an in. So maybe that's good. I don't know. I mean, how much pursuit is too much? Mm. So, and I got rapey vibes, but then he didn't rape her. So that was a win. That is a win. Uh, <laughs> put, compare that with our, sec- our second candidate, David Morse, as Bill Houston. Mm. So he's a local cop um, and Selma's landlord. Law enforcement, but not, not serious cop energy. He doesn't really have nah. that sort of... I've met some cops. He doesn't really have that sort of thing. Bit of a soft and cuddly sort of guy, David Morse, I, th- I yeah, think. Yeah, a bit of a bitch. Bit yeah. of a cuck. Yeah, well, your words. Melan- <laughs> melancholic, mm. you know. So that's, I don't mind that's that. the energy. Entrepreneurial. Um, owns, I think, motorhomes as a side hustle. Wants you to be happy. Willing to mm. do what it takes. Okay. That's true. Even if it means stealing money from a blind immigrant. Oh, so no, but that's just a testament to his love. <laughs> I'm not. So, I'm just saying that's that's an example. I'm not saying he's done that. I'm saying that he might, he could. If that's what it took, he would do that. <laughs> Finally, this is a this is a strange thing to to bring up, but I got to say it. I mean, he's he's got a Rasputin like stamina, like a will mm. to survive. You know, oh, like, you know Rasputin. I do. Massive <laughs> cock. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So they don't mention, Boney M didn't mention that. So I, I, I don't know. So anyway, uh, that's what we've got. We've got Jeff uh, and we've got Bill. What are, what are we thinking? Uh, yeah. Keeper or creeper? Oh, they both have a lot. Of, that's good on paper, really. They were both mm. pretty good on paper. But no. jobs. Yeah, and that's not- true. <laughs> The bar is so low. <laughs> I'm going to have to say creepers. <laughs> All right, creeps week. Yeah. Yeah, got some trivia for you guys. It grossed uh, 45.6 million worldwide, including 4.2 million in the United States and Canada. It was number one at the Japanese box office for three weeks. Wow. They get it. They like Bjork, though, as well. Mm. Yes. She's, she's, they're into it. Yeah, they're into weird shit. 
Uh, <laughs> Lars von Trier has said that each morning before filming, Bjork would say, Mr. Von Trier, I despise you and spit at him. <laughs> mm. Mm. What a so woman. despite acclaim at Cannes, the film did not fare well with British critics, subsequently affecting its box office performance. Thinking that the film was being underserved, the British distributors uh, Film 4 offered a money-back guarantee if people didn't enjoy it. This swelled its attendance figures considerably, with only five people asking for their money back. Oh, oh wow. So if your mum lived in the UK, John... She could have got she her money. Got, she would have got her pounds back, that's for sure. Euros back then, probably. Yeah. So it took uh, Lars von Trier a whole year to convince Bjork to play the lead role. Now, if it took you a year to get her, why would you put the film in jeopardy by diddling her? Hey. Just saying. We're getting into just that. Saying. You just put that on ice for the moment. So uh, Lars von Trier originally cast himself as the angry man who chastises Selma and Kathy in the movie theatre. However, due to the contentious on-set relationship between himself and Bjork, he feared that he might end up losing control and overreacting. So mm. the part went to someone else. Mm. Mm. As a countermeasure for wearing strong glasses extensively, Bjork wore contacts of the opposite level to neutralize her vision during those scenes. <laughs> That's great. Oh. It's weird. I didn't even know you could do that. Mm. I got twenty twenty. I wouldn't know, mate. after shooting the film's prison set was painted pink and used as the main set for Zentropia's hardcore porno film Pink Prison (laughs) I found out they do do some porn to to pay for their art it's weird because Zentropia is Von Trier's production company is that right? yeah and it's like they do uh, stuff like that for yeah which is you know Good on you go. Maybe that's a way to fund this uh, podcast, hey? <laughs> You're a willing participant. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like hard work. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've really got to want it, I think. You know? Yeah. To be to know. be that porno guy. No, I don't want it. You know? Uh, the role of Kathy, uh, Selma's best friend, was originally written for an African-American woman, of course. Uh, however, Catherine Deneuve, who had written to Lars von Trier several years earlier about the possibility of doing a film together, expressed interest in the part. She had watched his film Breaking the Waves and upon becoming a fan of his work, sent letters to him begging von Trier to let her appear in his next project. So von Trier cast her and slightly rewrote the part as a French immigrant. So Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's wonderful. He's he's got a. He, this happens a lot. There are a lot of people who want to work with him. Well, I, I you know mm. I, I I don't know how it ends up. It ends up, you know, how you'd expect. Yep. Mm. So uh, I have got three uh, bits of trivia left. Bjork said that she would have most certainly walked out of this film and quit because of her antagonistic relationship with Lars von Trier, but begrudgingly continued working out of respect for the cast and crew. Um, speaking of that cast and crew because she walked off the set for three days Bjork delayed filming of a pivotal scene and her excuse that was that she wasn't ready when she finally arrived on set she found it to be empty and was told that Lars von Trier wasn't ready this was an elaborate prank set up by the crew members as revenge against her for her difficult and erratic behaviour they admit uh, that although it was an extremely expensive prank, it was worth the time and money because everyone wanted to get back at her for her disruptive behaviour. 
And my last thing here, Lars von Trier described working with Bjork as working with a terrorist. (laughs) Wow. And you still make that. That's incredible. Yeah. All right. Now, the Me Too meter tonight is is solely uh, uh, off-camera uh, related. So, but first, just heavens to Bechtel. We'll get this out of the way. As we know, Bechtel test, uh, informal way to evaluate bias against women in uh, films and, and media. So it passes if there's two named women who talk to each other uh, about something other than a man. So we've got Selma and Kathy. They do talk to each other. And Jeff does come up in conversation. So does Jean. Uh, but they discuss Selma's problems, you know, her eyesight mm. and, and other stuff. So I, I think it passes. Yeah, yeah. I think but, so. But I don't know how, how strict are these dumb rules. They don't. They don't make it. It's, they don't make it clear. Like, are they not allowed to talk about men at all, or are they allowed to? Is it? Is it a thing like? No, I think it if, a, it's, if if they're only talking about a man, mm. about oh, how do I date? You yeah. know that yeah. guy. Okay, yeah. all right. So, yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, it passes. So, yeah, fuck mm. you, Bechtel people. Uh, next up. Um, <laughs> all right, now. Okay, so everyone knew Bjork hated working on this movie. Um, 2017, Bjork comes out with allegations of sexual harassment in just the forum that you you should make such claims. And that's Twitter. Facebook. Facebook. Oh. Facebook. Facebook. Wow. Wow. Referring to him as a, a Danish director she had worked with, so not by not by name, but um, you know, fairly obvious. Mm. So here's her quote. Uh, this just jumps in. So it was extremely clear to me when I walked into the actress's profession that my humiliation and role as a lesser sexually harassed being was the norm, and set in t- stone with the director and a staff of dozens who enabled it and encouraged it. That's one sentence. I lowercase I uh, became aware of that. It is a universal thing that a director can touch and harass his actress at will, and the uni- in, and the institution of film allows it. Ooh, manic. Uh, when I turned the director down repeatedly, he sulked and punished me, and created for his team an impressive net of illusion where I was framed as the difficult one. And in my opinion, he had a more fair and meaningful relationship with his actresses after my confrontation. So there is hope. Let's hope. Lowercase L. Uh, this statement. Uh, supports the actresses and actors all over. Let's stop this. There is a wave of change in the world. Okay, so that's what she wrote. Um, now, um, the Bontria and his producer came out and denied the claims, obviously, and and, um, and said that she was. And the producer said she was a handful, and Bontria uh, said she was a handful. And here's a quote from uh, Catherine Deneuve. This is a from Variety article. There's a questioner asking uh, Catherine Deneuve, your book In the Shadow of Myself has anecdotes from film shoots, including Lars von Trier's Dancer, Dancer in the Dark. Was Bjork really that out of control? Yes, it's true that Bjork ate her blouse piece by piece because she hated it and she wanted to make sure she wouldn't have to wear it again for retakes. It was not an easy shoot. <laughs> I love it. So that is uh, Catherine Deneuve. That's what she says. How do you even eat a shirt? Um, very small I just pieces. love it. Like how? Like well, look. There's a how do you commit to that? A couple of more things, and then you, then we can go for it. So then she's come out with this in response to Von Trier and the producer, you know, just saying, "Yep, yeah, no thanks." She says, "In the spirit of hashtag Me Too, I would like to, to lend women around the world a hand with a more detailed subscription of my experience with a, a, with a Danish director, with a da- <laughs> with a Danish director." <laughs> 
It feels extremely difficult to come out with something of this nature into the public, especially when immediately ridiculed by offenders. I fully sympathize with everyone who, hesit who hesitates even for years, but I feel it is the right time, especially now when it could make a change. Here comes a list of the encounters that I think count as sexual harassment. One, after each take, the director ran up to me and wrapped his arms around me for a long time in front of all crew or alone and stroked me sometimes for minutes against my wishes. Two, when, after two months of this, I said he had to stop the touching, he exploded and broke a chair in front of everyone on set. <laughs> like someone who has always been allowed to fondle actresses. Then we all got sent home. Three, during the whole filming process, there was constant, awkward, paralyzing, unwanted, whispered sexual offers from him with graphic descriptions, sometimes with his wife standing next to us. I think that should be number one. Um, <laughs> number four, she's buried the lead it's there. It's number, it's number three. Uh, number four, while filming in Sweden... He threatened to climb from his room's balcony over to mine in the middle of the night with a clear sexual intention. While his wife was in the room next door, he can't stop thinking about his wife. <laughs> I, I escaped to my friend's room. This was what finally woke me up to the severity of all this and made me stand my ground. Five fabricated stories in the press about me being difficult by this by his producer. This matches beautifully the Weinstein methods and bullying. I have never eaten a shirt. Not sure that is even possible. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> there you go. Uh, number six. I didn't comply or agree on being sexually harassed. That was then portrayed as me being difficult. If being difficult is standing up to being treated like that, I'll own it. So there you go. Hit me. That's what we got. That's, that's where we're at. But like, she's always been a wacko, right? People have always <laughs> thought that she was weird. She sounds unhinged. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, look, because here's the thing. Forevermore, this is going to be an asterisk on this film. Mm. Forevermore. Because Wikipedia rules our life and there's just that final paragraph on every fucking Wikipedia mm. page. It's just like sexual harassment, you know, or... You know, racial controversy, mm. and you just go like it could be. It could the page could be four hundred pages long, and at the bottom it will just be like racial controversy, <laughs> yeah. and then you go and it'll be it'll be ten uh, uh, quotes from the Guardian, <laughs> and then you go okay, but 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 no one will look at that and go okay. Well, they're unhinged. Like they'll just go, well then this this movie this movie is rape culture, and you know like. So I, I I don't know like I don't know I I find some of the claims weird like you know if you're really uncomfortable with this supposed hugging you know after takes like would you wait two months to before you said anything about it like mm. no but all of this is uh, indefensible because the the rule with all of this is that there is no um, as we know there's no scale there's no strata there's no it's it's no all levels. the same levels. There's yeah. no levels. No, but there is no levels, uh, and that's the way. I, I know why there's no levels. There needs to be no levels for some people to get what they want. So, if there's no levels, then nothing's okay. And that if if someone being gang raped is the same as someone hugging you for too long in front of cast and crew, then 
that's where we're, that's honestly where we're at. Like, and and as it, and as offensive as that is to sexual um, assault victims, I don't know why they put up with it. Frankly, I don't know why all those survivors groups haven't got up and said, um, "Excuse me, rich white um, women, because it's always you. Why are you trying to steal my thunder? Like, you know, the only thing that I got going for me <laughs> right now is that I'm in this survivors group, mm. and you're you saying that you, you know. I don't know that your mind reader as well that he had clear sexual intentions like you know so i don't know like i i i i feel like there's no way you can defend any of this my i, I think it's simple anything he did to break the law should be punished in in, in a court of law so um i i have no alternative i wish i could come up with a secondary system that that we could do this but we don't have that right now we've got the law and we've got the me too meter that's but it. We do have the Me Too meter. <laughs> and I feel like we're doing better work sometimes than the law. But 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 don't you think that some of these things she should have to prove some of these things? And it's not about evidence. It's it's about as the, you know, the Johnny Depp trial proved, it's about letting a jury of your peers um uh judge the evidence. And 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 sometimes it can be it yeah, it can be character witnesses, it could be a whole range of things because and you know what if he did if he did all this stuff and he we've got to get him off the streets we'll send him to jail like let's put him away honestly because she's she's accused him here of tried to tar him as of being like weinstein so yeah which is big <laughs> well it is big because he's a sexual pred like an actual sexual yeah. criminal mm. and uh, like a rapist and stuff yeah. so i just feel like these are claims that um you know, once they're out there, they can't be taken back. Mm. And um, uh, the, the other thing that, that that occurs to me is that you know what what an elaborate plot to get Bjork in the sack. You know, spend <laughs> spend years writing this script, spend mm. a year raising trying to yeah raising the money, spend a year trying to convince her to be in it, and then mm. piss it all away. Mm. You know, just just to try and get her in the sack. And I, I would also argue that I, I don't know whether you could make this film. And also constantly be on the hunt for Bjork's pussy. You know what mm. I mean? Like, like I'm sure mm. it was very involved uh, uh, on on every on every level to make this film. And and Von Trier, that would have been a full time job for him for a very long time. And he probably didn't have that much time to 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 fuck around on set. You know? I mean, mm. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Mm. When that he was Biden, cuddling her, Biden style, yeah. Biden style, yeah. But you know, Weinstein, he he, he was producer. He didn't he he wasn't a director. He wasn't involved in making these things. You know, yeah. I mean, he he had the time to go go on the hunt. I touched her breast. Yeah, touched my breast. So, <laughs> so it, I just think that unproven allegations should be because it's it's he said she said so. Until we go to court, like if we're going to court, that absolutely, let's all shut up about it mm. and let's let the court let's let the court decide. Honestly, and that's why I stand by Woody Allen because the court decided. So, I stand by Woody Allen because the court decided. I don't care what Ronan Farrow said. I care what well, I actually I do I do care what one of the Pharaohs said, mm. and that's not the one that they want to listen to. Uh, you know Moses Pharaoh who says his mum's fucking crazy. So, uh, I stand by the law and democracy. So in this case, um, if she's not going to bring this to a court of law. I think she should. He should sue the living daylights out of her, and I th- and or in the very least, you should be able to. We can all make assumptions like, okay, well, I'm going to have to weigh it up, like you know, with everyone else who's worked with, like because you're giving me this evidence, I'm going to have to. Uh, we're not in a court of law, so mm. since it's just he said, she said, then I'm going to have to go with what Kirsten Dunst has said and what Nicole Kidman has said and what Emily Watson said, 
and you know I'm, the aggregate i'm getting is that um you know um he's well firstly he's always been the same guy uh, uh secondly he's hard to work with thirdly he's got depression that he talks about all the time mm. uh he talks about very openly about being jealous of the actors and you know going through very troubled emotions about I, I believed um, the verbal berating and, and all of that and maybe some weird stuff. And look, if I had to say it, if you had to say, if you put a gun to my head and say, did he, did he, did he get it out? Did he whip it out and try and do something? I'd say, probably not. Mm. Say, no, probably not. Like, uh, you know, but then again, I'm not, I'm not in, uh, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what happened. And, um, uh, and yeah, Bjork comes off sounding um, unhinged. This is a document that we're going to look at in the future. We're going to say this is the spirit of the times. This was the Salem witch trials of our times where you could just deep six someone's Mm -hmm. entire life. I also Um, don't think she would have been backwards in coming forwards in the year 2000. Yeah. She doesn't strike me as the type to not say anything at the time. She did punch a... a, um, photographer mm. a paparazzi and mm. she did rip the shirt off another one on another occasion like, yeah. so she's got she doesn't sound like she didn't say excuse me sir would you mind getting out of the way mm. she punched a guy like you know so yeah and i can't imagine her waiting two months to say i i don't want to be hugged yeah yeah mm. yeah well how do you think that 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 this affects uh the legacy of the film and and how and, and how people I uh, think you know regard it today. I think it, I think it does affect that. I think that you know because we we're, we're going we're, look we're going through this moral panic now where these issues come up more and more. We we haven't it's look it's been a discussion for a very long time about what let's just say he did it all, you know. Um what do you do with monstrous filmmakers and their work, you know? Um so I I don't know. I don't know what the what the what the rules are there, but I does I do think it affects the film. I think that it's such a goddamn shame, and I and I wish I could tell them both, you know, with no um, with no fear or favour. I wish I could tell them both and say you you gave us all such a gift, mm. you know, it's such a beautiful gift. Um, I don't know what went on. If it if it was anything less than if it was breaking the law, I would encourage both of you to go to the police and sort it out. If it's not that, if it's something else that went on, can you please stop this? And bury the hatchet. But he didn't get cancelled. You know? He's making new stuff. He is, and he's 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 no stranger to controversy. Mm. But but there's I, a I'm, smear. There is a smear, mm. and and the shame of it is is that he is. Look, I don't want to end on a downer, but like you know, he he's had a decline. Like he's just been, he's had depression for a long time. He's he's battled with alcohol, I think, as well. Maybe self medicating. I'm not mm. sure about that. He's recently got diagnosed with fucking Parkinson's oh, yeah, or that's something. Right. Yeah. And that's what his new movie's about. But this is how involved with him I am now and how I looked up. No, I'm not even joking now. After I, uh, after the movie, I'm researching this, I looked up Cure for Parkinson's. Like, that's how involved I am. Like, I, 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 want, I, I, want, I want him around, you know? Because mm. uh, he's not old. He's not. He's in his, in his 60s and, and he's, he's just given us such a gift and... Um, you know, like I feel like this this sort of stuff is um, it's blunt and yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of destruction. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, to, to put it in perspective, he he had a great quote here. It's the last quote I'll read out from him. He talks about his dogma films, right? 
He says, the formats which the Dogma films tended to use was digital video, which meant that people in poor countries suddenly felt that they could make films. Uh, and he says, that, was, that wasn't the intention. He goes, but it's a fantastic side result. If they see our films and that they, and that they look like shit, then they'll, then, they, then they'll think that they can do it too. Therefore, that they can make films, and that's fine with me. I know that a lot of shitty films will come out uh, out of this new technology, but it's just one or two great ones. If one or two great ones can emerge because of it, that's a gift. I think the most damaging thing you can do is say it's difficult to make films. That's what people told me all the time when I started. What's the point in saying this? If you have some knowledge about something, you should share it. Don't take it with you to the grave. So, you know, I don't want to get a twee, but I, I, you've heard me say this, guys. You know, don't go to your grave with your music in you. So, Von Trier, has, he's this sort of guy. He's given us this gift, this beautiful gift. I, I'm a better person after having seen Dance in the Dark, especially now. Uh, even on a podcast called Cybibs in <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is this is what I call a breakout. It's a no no boob. <laughs> yes. And and the joke of it is that you turned up for boobs and I went, aha, misery instead. <laughs> well, before we wrap up the Me Too meter, what what are we scoring it? Fucking super high. Like like I, f- I feel like um well look, there's no sex stuff in it really. No. But there but the most offensive thing is is the reverse Me Too. So the idea that a woman that a woman can uh, be be accused of seducing a man is beyond mm. the pale. You can't. If you suggested that in a writers' room, in a Netflix writers' room, if you were like, "Oh, what if this character, like something on Melrose Place, you're like, oh, in this episode, Sydney, like, you know, <laughs> she she sort of uh, like, f- you know, um, lies about it, and, and and it turns out like, you know, like to get Michael in trouble, like, you know, and and, and you do this sort of reverse Me Too thing, people would say, um. Get your pot plant, put it in the bat box, and get the fuck out of here. So that you can't do that. Oh, I'm gonna go and watch Mario's place now. <laughs> Good show. Great show. So it's it seems as though it's another ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. I don't think that. And I know I read that Guardian review you sent, which the guy was trashing it. Um, again, I don't, I think Wokesters they don't they wouldn't watch it because they're they're dummies. Um, uh, but th- they, again, it's it, they'd have to work too hard to be yeah, offended. They, they'd they're go- too long. Well, I, I think they'd just say Lars von Trier, he's a misogynist. I'm not watching it. That's but that's why we covered the out off camera stuff mm. be, yeah. in the Me Too meter because that. And I'll do this whenever it takes over the movie because the thing is, they're never going to watch this in good faith. Nah. They're yeah. just going to say, "Oh, I went to the wiki. Apparently, apparently, you know what he did? He got several of his mates, and they like whacked off over." Over built over her bed, <laughs> and then you go, "Is that what happened?" And they go, "Yeah, I'm sure that's what I read." And then you go, "Yeah, right, that's and jizzed into a pot plant." That's then you go, big. "No, that was Louis C.K." <laughs> yeah, no, that was Brett Ratner. <laughs> Louis C.K. jerked off on himself. <laughs> Get it right, AJ. <laughs> well, perhaps we'll wrap it up with some reviews. Uh, I mentioned this uh, earlier um, about uh, David Stratton. Gave the score a zero, uh, a score shared only by uh, Australia's own Romper Stomper from 1992. Uh, his cool. partner in crime, Margaret Pomerantz, gave it five stars. So she she loved it. Margaret's always been a bit more fun, eh? Mm. She has, yeah. 
So Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian dubbed Dancer in the Dark the most shallow and crudely manipulative film of 2000. And in 2009, he described it as one of the worst films, one of the worst artworks, and perhaps one of the worst things in the history of the world. He, he hung on to it nine years yes, in. Yes, he has. Wow. <laughs> but it made him feel something. <laughs> it did. Yes, so. So, um, the film was praised for its stylistic innovations. Robert Ebert, uh, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times stated. I don't know why that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Ebert. I was like imagining him in in, in the disguise. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't Roger. (laughs) He said, uh, it smashes down the walls of habit that surround so many movies. Uh, it returns to the wellsprings. It's a bold, reckless gesture. Edward Guthman of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote, it's great to see a movie so courageous and affecting, so committed to its own differentness. However, criticism was directed at the storyline. Jonathan Foreman of the New York Post said the film was so unrelenting in its manipulative sentimentality that if it had been made by an American and shot in a more conventional manner, it would have been seen as a bad joke. So... Has he seen the ending? That ain't <laughs> happening in an American movie. Mm. Ridiculous. Yes. What's his claim of manipulation? That's that's. I don't understand this. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and I'll wrap it up with uh, David Ehrlich in 2016 ranked Dance in the Dark as one of the best films of the 21st century, hailing Bjork's performance as the single greatest feat of film acting. Bjork's performance is also ranked uh, in the 25 best performances not nominated for an Oscar uh, of the 21st century list. Wow. I think you either love it or you hate it, right? Mm. I guess so. But for me, look, I mean, you know, I, I accept people people's views, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if we can be really great friends if, if you if you like desperately desperately hate this movie <laughs> no you you can hate it but you've got to understand it like like if, if, you, if you sort of like i don't have a problem if you hate it but but you you should be able to rationally if you can't understand what's going on if you're like yeah yeah i get i get the forest thing the girl in the forest giving it all away and everything i just i didn't hate it okay mm. and i'd be like oh okay all right but, but if but they if say got- it's the worst uh one of the worst <laughs> things in the history of the world <laughs> Well, I would just say, I'd say, um, did you not watch like any of the Marvel movies? Like, like, you know, which are total fool's gold. Well, like, he said that in 2009. So who knows what he'd say in 2022. But the thing that it stuck with you for those years, I would much rather that be the case than go to a movie that, that you're just indifferent about. Mm. And there are so many movies that you go and see and you're like, oh, I can't remember what I saw. I I don't know. Do do you think the average punter would would rather see a movie that that they forget in a few months' time or Dance in the Dark that made them angry? Well, they want a good movie, but they don't want to have to pay for it you know internally like 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 because they do they do want it to be good but they need they need it to be packaged up like joker or something they can't they don't uh, it's too much uh rubbing up against them in dance in the dark it's 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 um violating all the rules so i think they want it but um i could never can i've i've stopped you know i don't recommend movies to any people anymore i don't i I just i don't i don't engage in that um but my advice used to be it was just constant trying to get people to, 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 to see the see the light, and I don't mean like watch snobby stuff. Although I did get accused of being by one of Katie's friends of being a snob, 
recently really dismissively they were like they were like oh and i was like oh what does that mean like you know so uh, i'm not saying it in a snobby way i'm just saying like you know if if you give it a chance i i don't recommend if you if you've got a lot going on in your life if you work in a struggle factory mm. yeah. you're not you shouldn't watch this movie but we know a lot of people who don't. We know a lot of people who are doing okay. But it's different too because yeah. there's dread. Like I, I was feeling dread for her, but it mm. wasn't to the same extreme as some other movies that I've watched. Like mm. um, what did you make me watch last year? That Climax. Way. Yes. Like that because Guess of the, climax. the lights and everything else. Like I, I felt sick. I wanted to vomit when I mm. watched... Um, <laughs> When I watched... <laughs> and you recommended that like, to him. Yeah. Good film. Yeah, excellent film, brilliant film. Some of the time, though, with with the dread, it does make you feel sick and, and I do enjoy it. And I did feel like this movie was a downer, but I didn't feel that. So it was nice. No, but what we're missing... <laughs> what we're, Maybe as a, to put a bow on it, what we're missing, we talked about this before, we're missing cinema culture. See, see, the, 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 the thing is you're meant to have a time and a place to go and watch it. Yeah, definitely. And you're meant, you're meant to... You're not, you, our lives are such now that, yeah, we're watching stuff on our fucking iPad on mm. a train or yeah. we're... Or, or we're you need to get rid of all that stuff and go, we're going to the cinema, you know, metaphorically or whatever, like, and, and actually put time aside mm. and, and talk about it in a good way and tell your partner and say, we're going to watch a movie tonight. And I don't mean there's going to be other stuff going on. I mean, we're going to shut up so, and like, yeah. watch a movie. And this is going to be serious and it's going to be a bummer and whatever. It Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So I think that we, we don't have an outlet for that. So it ends up being, yeah, it's just content now. Mm. Like it's just content. Oh, I watched ten. Oh, I watched ten seasons of the of the Adams Family um, series about Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, yes. some fucking show which okay. follows her, and they've got like a Latinx girl to play her. They've right. been really literal mm. because they're like, well, his name's Gomez, so <laughs> she must be Latinx. Yes, and you go, yeah, yeah maybe, I guess. Yeah, right. What's Morticia? What's she? <laughs> yeah. well, who cares? What's Uncle Festa? Morti- Morticia, oh, Go- Morticia Gomez. <laughs> so, anyway, that's all I've got to say about all that shit. All right, Let's well, just... what do we do next week? Well, next week, I believe, is Mano Mano. Mm. And I, th- I think we're doing uh, Into the Dragon. So, oh. uh, get your, get your, your Bruce dee, Lee. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> uh, Lots of gongs. Yeah, I don't know if there's any gongs, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this anyway, that's what we're doing. And um, look, I think that after that, it'll be October. I feel like we should, cause it, and if we're doing a couple of weeks of films, we're do, it's the spooktacular. Mm. <laughs> AJ, you missed it. The spooktacular. <laughs> See, she loves it. It's back. It's back. I did love it. <laughs> so... Uh, and because I was so burned by Von Trier, I I think we should do Hammer movies, a few Hammer movies. The reason is because they're essentially um, naughty, scare, well, mildly scary carry-on films. <laughs> Excellent. So, and I feel like we should start with Twins of Evil. I don't you know. I really, <laughs> really like that one. But I'll have a little gander. <laughs> And the and because uh, tonight's boobomer rating, I'll tell you, it was, I mean, it was a total wash. So if like, you're here for that, quantity, 
zero quality unknown. And in fact, <laughs> and in fact, what's worse, we'll probably see them when we don't want to. That's always the final insult, you know, is when they go, "Oh, I'm getting them out," and you go, "You're 75." Yeah. I wanted them out. I wanted them. Wanted them in the year 2000. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Spooktacular, that's what's coming up after Into the Dragon. Well, we said what we said. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with this week. All right, we're super set. Uh, and until next time, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. You turned up for boobs and I went, aha, misery instead. <laughs> <laughs>